Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. It is the sports meet with Richard Holdridge, and I am so happy to be here. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Newton, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. Back on the show and making his, I want to say, 18th appearance. I mean, I started counting it up. I got Gabe Reynolds. You joined me uh, in the beginning of the year passionate sports fan he's also the current head coach of a girls basketball team in nashville tennessee ezel harding christian high school i know you've had a busy summer gabe but it, it is a pleasure having you back on the show just in time for football season man rich is always good to be back always good to be a, a guest on the show and yes it has been one roller coaster summer with basketball aau and and school getting back, getting 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 started. I'm just glad to cool out a little bit, chill, and get ready for the upcoming football season where I can watch my my Alabama Crimson Tide and my Dallas Cowboys and get into some fantasy football. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna be jam-packed with nothing but talking about football. Let's start with the Alabama Crimson Tide because the latest USA Today coaches poll has Alabama ranked number one. I expect them to be ranked in the AP poll when it comes out in a couple of weeks. And that is the right choice. Alabama in a rebuilding year. Can you believe that game? Almost beat Georgia in the national championship. And a lot of people, including myself, were very skeptical. If Jamison Williams does not get hurt in the national championship game, Alabama wins the national championship. I, I actually agree to a to a certain extent with, with Nick Saban when he said it was a rebuilding year. Because if you look at that Alabama team, uh when they when they started uh at the beginning of the season, they weren't running away with a lot of in a lot of those games. And then especially toward the end of the season when uh you're they were playing um Miss Earlier in the season, when they were when they were starting out, they were tr- still trying to figure things out. You know, that was Bryce's first year. You had uh, Williamson adjusting, Williams adjusting to uh, his role down there. Mechie adjusting to his role, and they were they struggled a little bit uh, just trying to get the offense going, but the defense kept them in games. On top of that, when they got to Auburn and when they got to Georgia. You know, that Auburn game really woke them up because the offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders and the defense really kept them there. Losing Sark, it it showed how much it hurt because Sark was able to uh, get a lot of the slants going with Alabama to 
chief teams on their uh, the defenses on their heels. This previous season, it was it was just different. Say Bill O'Brien is a he's a good pro coach. I don't know if he's built for the college game, and that's what that's what led to a lot of the struggles in the beginning of the season for Alabama because I think that Bill O'Brien is. He's not the play caller that Sark was. No, not at all. I mean, he he's the reason why Alabama's offense struggled so much. And I think by the time it got to the, the latter part of the season with uh, Auburn, that Auburn game, the only reason – I think he finally let, let uh, Bryce have freedom to do what he needed to do because if you watch that last drive, uh, they he ran that two-minute offense to perfection. Yes, he did. And it was a lot of things that could have went wrong in that whole process. I saw the schedule last year. Alabama had some very close wins. I was just going to say, Bill, Bill was just uh, – he was just part – He was. I think in my opinion, he was the main reason for Alabama's struggles last season. Very interesting. Coming into this season, do you think that Alabama could get in the situation where Bill O'Brien could cost them the game? Yeah, I think week two against Texas will will show it. They got to go to Texas after playing whatever cupcake they're going to play in week one, and you're going on the road as the number one team in the country. Remember, you're getting everybody's best shot in your in your every time you play someone. Are you surprised that Texas got one first place vote? I'm not. I mean, they got to do something. I mean, you got Arch Manning coming out the next year, so everybody's looking at everybody's going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I'm not. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas gets ranked in the top ten by the end of the season. Very interesting. But rounding out that the coaches' poll came out, I'm not going to complain about it. Ohio State number two. And, you know, they're getting C.J. Stroud back. They're getting Jackson Jigba back. Pretty much that team that lost two games last year, it could have been in the college football playoff if it wasn't for a slip up against Michigan. Ohio State is coming back. I'm, I'm actually not going to argue with that. I think that Georgia, that's, that's a nice ranking for Georgia. We will find out. There's some Tennessee fans out there that believe in Hendon Hooker, think that Tendon Hooker is going to be the reason, and Josh Heupel's offense is going to be the reason why Tennessee is going to upset Georgia this year. Really, I think it's going to be Georgia and Alabama undefeated going into the SEC title game. That's the safe choice. I mean, I'm not really going out on a limb and making a bold prediction, but I think that I'm just going with the safe choice. I, I'm with you. I don't know if I don't know if I'm ready to. If I don't know if Alabama will. Alabama should not have any trouble in the West. But Texas A&M did beat them last year. Ole Miss is going to give them a run for their money. LSU has a, a new coach. So I really can't say that Alabama's got a clear path to Atlanta. But I think Georgia's path to Atlanta is a lot easier than Alabama's. I don't think Florida is is going to be there. I don't think Florida is going to is going to be ready to compete yet. Tennessee is going to give uh is going to give them is going to give Georgia a lot of fits because Hypo's offense is no huddle and it's tempo. And one thing about one thing you got to watch it. Kirby built Georgia on the same premise 
that Alabama was built. So it's those tempo. When you playing tempo, that can wear out your defense. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. But that that if Georgia can get past Tennessee, then Georgia has Georgia has a good shot unless they slip up against South Carolina. The Shane Beamer's got he's got he's got more pieces this year. So the the, the potential minefields are gonna be South Carolina and Tennessee for Georgia to get to Atlanta. Oh, I call that Georgia would be on upset alert against South Carolina in Columbia, and I got crucified by hardcore Georgia Bulldogs fans. If that game was at williams Bryce Stadium at nighttime, yes, Georgia would have trouble. That's a noon kickoff. You know, there is a huge difference at williams Bryce Stadium between a noon kickoff and crazy fans in Columbia, South Carolina. You know that atmosphere? They all got their phones out. They're playing Sandstorm, and they're jumping up and down, and that is just one of the craziest atmospheres I've ever witnessed on a broadcast. Yes, that that is a an electric place to play, and I'm actually mad at TV for not putting that game in prime time. Yes, needs to be in prime time. I'm I'm still mad at at Texas and the big and the uh the big noon kickoff show for putting the Alabama Texas game at noon. That should be a prime time game. Agreed. Like somebody. Somebody really didn't think this through because Texas in September at noon is still going to be hot. Gabe, I have to ask you, is there any teams besides Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia that can win the national championship? I mean, realistically, anybody else? You can't ever rule out Clemson because even though the ACC is not as strong, they still can get to the playoffs. I think if you can, I think even Michigan, Michigan won last year. They got to the playoffs. You still got to give them a chance. I think that outside of those three, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, it's going to be whoever's that. It's really that 14. But also remember, Ohio State, is not a guarantee to win the Big Ten and get the automatic automatic slot. Georgia and Alabama are not guaranteed. I still like you still I still like Oregon as a dark horse. I like Miami with Crystal Ball back down there as a as a head coach as a dark horse. I still like Clemson, even though they had a, a, a winning season, they went a rebuilding year. I like Clemson. And you and you can never count out Notre Dame. You can never count out Notre Dame. Here, here's the here's the the dark dark horse. USC, USC is the dark dark horse. Lincoln Riley doesn't have as many minefields to navigate being in the Pac-12, and they brought him there so that he could succeed. And you look at the roster that he has inherited and the transfers that he went out and got, that's a win-now system right now. So if they if, if USC can get to the playoffs, anybody that makes that four, it's, it's game on. 
it's game on. All right, switching gears to the National Football League. Gabe, I know that you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, but there's been a lot of talk. A lot of football experts are saying don't sleep on the Philadelphia Eagles. They got to the playoffs last year with Jalen Hurts. They're a much better team this year with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and then you've got probably a surprise rookie, N'Kobe Dean, that could compete for NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. And they got Jordan Davis. I know I'm a Georgia homer, but they're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles competing with the Dallas Cowboys. I still think the Cowboys are the favorites in the NFC East, especially with Dan Quinn coming back as the defensive coordinator, Kellen Moore as the offensive play caller. But you are the Dallas Cowboys fan. You saw how their season ended last year against the San Francisco 49ers. How hot is that seat for Mike McCarthy? Very hot. Did you not see that uh that press conference that Jerry Jones had? Um when Mike McCarthy was sitting right there and Jerry Jones made the comment and said, I we gotta win a Super Bowl this year. And if I didn't believe in this person, he wouldn't be here. Everybody saw that that was a shot. You couldn't let him go after uh, winning, but you got to give him another chance. This is it. And if you look, and, and Dallas has no receivers. All their receivers are basically, they left. Because it wasn't Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb that did anything. It was Cedric Wilson Jr. It was uh my man that's hurt right now. It was all, it was the, it was the other guys that actually stretched the field out for that. And Zeke, he's in a contract year again. So you're be- you're going to get his best, but I, I personally wouldn't even re-sign him. I would start looking toward the future. And they got uh, McCarthy. McCarthy's not, not it. He's not the answer. Jerry Jones missed his window when he couldn't get Lincoln Riley. So I, I don't... It's it's Super Bowl a bust in Dallas, but I think it's I think Jared I think Jerry Jones needs to uh step aside and let Steven or one of his other sons run it, just like Vince McMahon stepped down to let his son in law and his daughter run WWE. Do the Cowboys make a run at Sean Payton next year? No. I think I don't think Sean I don't think Sean Payton is, is as good as advertised. And the reason, the only reason I say that is he only went to one Super Bowl in New Orleans, and that was the Katrina season. Yeah, he got deep into the playoffs and got knocked out on some controversial calls, but Sean Payton only went to one Super Bowl. And that was it. He's always He was good in the regular season. And then fizzled out in the playoffs. Well, Gabe, let's talk about what they are calling the toughest division in the NFL. That is the AFC West. You have the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they don't have Tyreek Hill. You have the Las Vegas Raiders that they've got Devontae Adams. They got Chandler Jones, a new coach, a Josh McDaniels, new attitude. Russell Wilson is on the Broncos. The Los Angeles Chargers have got Justin Herbert, but they also got Khalil Mack. 
to help out Joey Bosa on the defense. This is a tough division. I, I believe they've got everybody projected to have a winning record, at least a 9-8 and eight record. What do you think? Yeah, that, that's must-see TV every time those those four teams play against each other. everybody. I, I, it's going to be it's hard to pick a winner because we only know KC with Tyreek Hill and uh, Patrick Mahomes. We don't know what they're going to look like this year. We don't. We know what Russ can do, but we don't know what he's gonna look like with with those weapons around him. You still got Josh McDaniel, McDaniels is a quarterback whisperer. They went out and basically they went all in on trying to get to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl this year. But I think that I don't know if Derek Carr is the answer. And then you still, and then you got um, the the Chargers, and it's like, ooh. I, I, is this the year, or are they second fiddle to the other team in L.A. right now that just won the Super Bowl? So I don't know. That's that's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, it, but it's gonna be it's gonna make for great TV every time, and everybody's gonna be dialed in over there. I know I am. Let's talk a little bit about high school football because we're approaching the one year anniversary that somebody in Columbus, Ohio, just decided, hey, let's make up this fake high school, call it Bishop Sycamore, and we're going to play IMG Academy on ESPN. Well, they had egg on their face. IMG Academy beat them 59 to nothing. You have a very talented high school in Nashville, Lipscomb Academy, coached by former NFL player Trent Dilfer. I believe, according to Max Preps, they play Thompson, which is a three-time state champion here in Alabama. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about high school football? And will we ever see uh, somebody try to do a fake high school and it gets past people that are like, actually in charge of actually getting these games together? <laughs> that was still funny. Uh, a, a bunch of semi-pro guys got beat by a bunch of high school guys. That was, and ESPN and everybody like, how did this happen? That's still funny to me. I, I think Lipscomb Lipscomb Academy is gonna be they're the defending uh division two uh double A state champions here in uh Tennessee and they're gonna be I'm sorry, three A state champions. They're gonna be tough again this year. Uh they had a senior laden team, but they got they got some key pieces coming back. So they're going to uh try to run it back one more time. What I like about um that matchup uh is it it's gonna give them experience because they're going to go out and play uh, a public school and that public private school those games are like it's hit or miss but it allows the the private school to see what it's like to play against the public school that doesn't have all the resources and the notoriety and everything that the private schools have but it also humbles those private school kids because you got these public school kids that's over here outworking them because they just want it more. Um, I think with the high school season, you, it all depends on where you are and what you're looking at. You're really looking to see um, what your what your favorite college team has has coming up uh, through the process and through the pipelines uh, over the next over the next few years. So you have more diehard. Um, college fans more invested in high school games than you do high school high school fans and alumni bases 
Um, but I I I, I, th- I love it for the kids because those Friday nights you can never get back, and that's playing. That's when you see football being played in its purest form. I couldn't agree more. We've got a local high school here in Phoenix City, Alabama, Central Red Devils. They're going to be on ESPNU when they take on IMG Academy. Uh, it's something just special about this IMG Academy, but they're not the number one ranked high school football team in the nation. Uh, that would be uh, uh, Del Mater from uh, California. That's where Bryce Young went to high school. Yeah, Mater D is always um, one of those top. We, I, I, a lot of people around here call it quarterback high school, QBU, because a lot of the top quarterback prospects come out of Mater D in California. So, um, but you know, the, the hardest it's hard to rank uh, high schools in the top twenty-five because every state is different. Every state has different rules, so they really don't get the – unless it's a prep school, they don't get the play as much. So think about um, uh, here in Tennessee, you got Oakland mm-hmm. High School uh, right there in Murfreesboro, uh, and then you got Maryville High School on the eastern side of the state up near Knoxville. Those are two powerhouse schools in uh, Class 6A. And Oakland, Oakland High School last year – actually went down to Mississippi, played the private school uh, team down there in, um, uh, I want to say, Meridian or right outside of Jackson. And, I mean, they, they, they gave them a run for their money, and they, they ended up pulling it out. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of these uh, public schools don't get the same uh, notoriety and attention. And all the time they do is if they play one of the top public schools in the city or in the state, or they play one of these uh, prep schools. So it, it, I don't think it's fair to, to truly rank a national, have a national top 25 ranking at the high school level when everybody's not really on the same even playing field. Gabe, I have to ask you, now that you're the head basketball coach for the girls' varsity team at Ezell Harding, uh, you are now a football fan, right? So you're getting ready. You'll, you'll be out at some of those games on Friday nights? I'll be there, yes. It looks like uh, on the 19th, they are hosting Columbia Academy. Interesting. And yeah. that's a, according to Max Preps. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's going to be, a, that's gonna be a, a, a very, very uh, interesting game and a unique game because here's the backstory on that. Ezell Harden and Columbia Academy both were in the market for football coaches this year. The two ADs at the school know each other and are really good friends. The Ezell Harden AD reached out to the Columbia Academy AD and was like, hey, man, I'm, in the, I'm looking for a football coach. Do you know anybody? The AD at Columbia Academy dropped the name out there, but also said that's a guy that he's going after. And Ezell went after that football coach and hired him from Lipscomb Academy. A few years back, Columbia Academy actually offered me the girls' basketball job, but I had to turn it down because it was at the time I wasn't uh, in a position where I was I could be a head coach and work my full time job. So now coming when this job came open, I reached out to my friend at Columbia Academy, and he actually put in a good word with the AD at Ezell Harding. So 
it, it came full circle. So I'm going to be sitting in the middle wearing all white as a neutral color. Actually, I'm going to wear blue because both teams are uh, red, red and white. I'm going to just put on blue so I'm not – I have no affiliation. Well, there you go. But I'm but I'm definitely looking forward to it, uh, getting out there and supporting uh, both programs and both, both, both of my friends. Also, you got a Little League team just outside of Nashville from Nolensville that looks like they're making a deep run back to the Little League World Series once again, two years in a row. Yeah, and they're channeling their inner bandy boys because their uniforms are – very similar to the Vanderbilt uh, baseball team. That's right. And they're they're undefeated, and they're awaiting um, the winner of, I want to say, Georgia and uh, Virginia. Yes, uh, Virginia beat Georgia, so Georgia's season has come to an end. I was actually pulling for that Georgia Little League team because they're out of Harris County. And uh, the baseball coach for Russell County, his son and nephew, both play on that team. I was actually watching them on ESPN on Sunday. It was kind of cool. Oh wow, yeah. That, so, I mean, I, I love I love watching the little league uh, teams play. Uh, like I said, it's just they 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 just out there just having fun and just playing. It's not about uh, it, it's not about any of the other stuff. They just go out there and they just play and just have fun with it. And then I don't know if you saw young man uh, pitcher from I don't know the team he was playing with, but he accidentally uh, hit one of the players in the head uh, on the pitch, and he was so distraught that the um, the um, the the young man that got hit actually walked out to the mound to console the young man. It's been making his rounds on social media. That's like that's just baseball in its purest form. And the sportsmanship, you know, you don't see that in the pros. In the pros, they ready to go fight. But that 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 stood that said a lot for for the young man, for his family, and for and for the program that he plays for. I, I just love watching them and, and seeing that. Oh yeah, I absolutely, and of course, I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, Gabe, as always, uh, thank you so much just for being on the show. I just enjoy your hot sports takes and good luck this season. I know you're going to be rooting for the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Dallas Cowboys. And I just got to say, you know, I'm going to be watching, you know, Alabama is just very fun to watch whether you're rooting for them or rooting against them. And I mean, you, you got a you got a good team there and there's a good chance that uh, they might be winning a, a Nick Saban seventh national championship there. Hey, at the beginning of the season, Everybody's zero zero. Everybody's got a chance. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gabe, uh, thanks again, as always. Man, appreciate you having me on, man. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right. That is one of my regular guests, Gabe Reynolds. Uh, he's been basically on the podcast for about eight months now, and he's always a great guest. And just thank you so much, everybody out there who has supported this podcast has commented on my social media and shared this podcast with your family and friends. I hope that everybody has a great rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Bye everybody. You've been listening to the sports beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on anchor, Spotify, Google cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.
Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.